bleaching cream because maybe yes. people will look at you a certain type of way. So you resort to wearing foundation four times your shade. Yeah. It's still the same it's thing. Still what the you're same chasing thing. is a yes. lighter skin tone. And, and, not and I know people have had arguments on the fact that, oh, you know, I'm just bleaching because, you choice. know, it's my choice. But is it really your choice? Isn't because it a desire to achieve a what in your eyes is more beautiful? And I Hi, I'm Mabel. And I'm Ivy. Welcome to Getting Candid with Mabel and Ivy, a podcast that is all about emotional wellness. All the while keeping it fun and relatable for young adults. everybody welcome 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 back to another week of doing this show getting candid with mabel and ivy and we are doing the wrap-up episode of the relationship series we are so excited we're really sorry last week we did not um have an episode out due to unforeseen circumstances but we hope you did not miss us too much but we are here we're back and we are ready to do it yet another week shout out to whoever is in traffic, on the road, talking to a friend, about to sleep off, cooking some supper, wherever you are listening from, we love it. Thank you. Yes. Whoever is in their feelings and you are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you too. Today we're going to be talking about, what's it called? Colorism versus preference. Yeah. And I think this is one of those topics, eh? Like give, it gives me so much joy inside. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And the interesting thing that I found out about colorism when I was reading an article that was written in the Times, one of the Times.com uh, articles, was the fact that the word colorism did not actually exist. Did you know that, Ivy? Mm-hmm. Well, I found out that the word colorism was not actually existing or existent before. And it was coined by an author and activist called Alice Walker. She's one of the, she's the author that is most credited for using the word colorism and using it out loud and in print. And it first appeared in a book of hers in 1983. And it was called In Search of Our Mother's Gardens, in which she defines the title of the book. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, in which she defined colorism as prejudicial or preferential treatment of same race people based solely on their color. Mm. And when you see her definition of what colorism is, you realize that she said preferential treatment. Yes. Yes. So, and yet, uh, when we go and look at what preference is, preference is generally speaking, and this is from like a normal dictionary, a greater liking for one alternative over another or others. Or a thing that is more preferred. Favor shown to one person or thing over another. Legally, a prior right of or precedence, especially in connect, and that, that's not important. But basically, you prefer one thing to another thing. Yeah. One, you favor one thing to another thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be having a uh, conversation around. In, when yeah. it comes to color in relation to human beings, is it just, um, is it just a preference? 
is it colorism? Mm. What is the whole thing? Yeah. yeah, so Ivy? As we come to understand about colorism, it's very important that, of course, we know where this came from. Yeah. Because now we, you know, kind of have a background of where the whole term was coined from. Yeah. But um, colorism has actually been a thing for a very long time, since way back in the time of slavery in the U.S., um, it so happened that, you know, as people were working as slaves, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time the men, the white men, the masters, would rape or have intercourse with the black women, the slaves. And as a result, of course, their children would be biracial, their offspring. Now, there was preferential treatment that was given to this offspring, such that where, yes, say, somebody black like Mabel, you and I, would be working as a cotton picker in the field, you had the biracial or more aesthetically pleasing in quotes children or women or men working as, you know, the housemaids or the in-house people or catering to guests. So already that created the imbalance on the basis of color. Yeah. So yes, whereas there is racism, yes. there is also colorism. colorism. Yes. And I think sometimes we might think that, ah, oh, that is like a white people concept. You know, yeah. it's like so far from us. But colorism is not. We see it play out even in our own lives here in Uganda, in the thing that informs even some of the decisions people yes. make yes. subconsciously, even consciously. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that is the conversation basically for yes. today. I like that when you were speaking, you talked about uh, there is racism, but also there is colorism. So I yeah. like the fact that you're pointing out to people that, well, c- colorism and racism are two completely different things yes. in terms of how they operate and the, um, should I say, the backgrounds from which they 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 like arise because one mm. is like a deep rooted like a systematic should i say thing racism and it's not something that you can see but colorism is more like it's not a system of doing things it's more like who a person is so it's visual it's more directly eh? like it directly affects people more than maybe racism and racism really? is something that they would you can easily in one way or the other, you can easily hide. Mm? Okay, people would easily hide their racism, I would say. But when you're colorist, it's something that you may not necessarily hide in terms of... You can't hide it. It passes through more, more, I guess, because people are more targeted towards racism. They can easily call it out. They can easily spot this is racist, but people can't easily spot. That is a colorist thing to say or to do. Oh. And especially, I think, in places like Uganda, we cannot say we experience racism because, for the most part, we're all black, so we don't see color in that way. Yeah. But we see tone. Yeah. We see the tone of someone's black, you know? You can tell that somebody is lighter than the other. We're all black, but one is browner and one is darker. Yeah. And that is where I think colorism actually plays yeah. a lot. Yeah. And when you said, like, we're all black, I even don't think in people's heads, though, like, especially... If East African countries, mm. I don't think everyone thinks we're all black. Like, that's how much, like, even when it comes to the tone. Like, oh, no, I'm not black. I'm not black. Like, you get what I mean. Like when brown yes. skin girl came out, and first there was that brown skin girl from back then. Sure. Brown skin girl. Remember that song? Yeah, know. so yes, I, I remember, remember it. One. And I remember yeah. when we are in high school, a lot of the time when I played brown skin girl, we always pointed to our lighter friends, and, you know, we'd be singing with them, like, and then yeah. brown skin cuts across. And it was it very not... funny. We used to now the thing is that the um, brown skin girl used to 
to play, there was this friend of mine. Okay, well, your friend. She's yeah. called Denise. So she was really, she's like, really light. light yeah, yeah, she's really di- light. And then I'm really dark. So what would happen is she would sing brown skin girl to me. And then I'd call her. Like, she. Yeah. it was vice versa for yeah. us. So it was funny so and very interesting. a lot of times people used to be thing. singing. And, you know, it used to be the browner girls who are up singing. Yeah, the song is for me. And, yet, and we didn't realize that that actually generally by brown, they were referring to all of all, us. Yeah. And then I remember when brown skin girl, Beyonce's Beyonce. song came out yeah. recently. So everybody, when the black girls were singing, and people would be like, but you're not brown. <laughs> like, you know, people are thinking, but the song is for brown girls. And we're like, well, it cuts across. Yeah. Naomi Campbell is my shade. Yeah. She, we're all, you know, they were referring to all of us. And that alone was already indicative of yes. how people feel brown. You know, it's very different from the black girl. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so I think we're just going to get into the disc- um, the discussion. So uh-huh. I guess our starting point should be... Like we said, is it colorism versus preference, or color does preference have something to do with colorism? If, in your opinion, or well, I guess, or we should generally just discuss it, speak like yeah. generally speaking. So, what do you think? I feel mm-hmm. so. You're basically asking me if skin should be a preference. Yes. I feel, you see, and this is a conversation now, I always mm-hmm. go back, it's one of those things, because yes, I, back and forth. I'm trying to understand how, I generally think, yeah, very many of us, we're colorists. Yes. I understand you can have preference for things, yes, but I feel a lot of the time, people's preference is simply based on the basis of color, and I don't think that should be a thing. Okay, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think we should prefer, let's say people in particular, on the basis of color, like on the basis of she's browner or he's darker or let's say, okay, I'll use it, say, in a normal sense for girls, for example, mm-hmm. people will tend to be like, oh, she's pretty. She's she's a brown, well, oh, what makes her pretty? She's brown. Like a lot of the time you'll find that people's basis of who are pretty girl is, is the color of their skin. I know guys who are spoken to and they be talking like, yeah, I want a pretty cheek. Make sure she's light. Like I hope she's light. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like why? Yeah, like you don't even see beyond the color. Is she actually pretty, as mm-hmm. you say? Is mm-hmm. she, you know, but it's because she's brown. Mm-hmm. So already brown gives her a positive bias mm-hmm. in your eyes. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe somebody might not seem so pretty to you because she's dark. Yeah. And for me, I do not feel that should be a thing. I think that is a challenge. And I think that is, I do not agree Yes. that we should look at um we should prefer people or give preferential treatment on the basis of, of their color. color. So and you lean more towards the side that argues that in a way having treating color as a preference uh, is not right. is not necessarily something that is a preference, but it's something we hide behind. Yes, the, I don't think it's necessarily a preference. It's yes. simply colorism. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, you it's know? colorism. It's just that it's we are conditioned. It's kind of a system we've found yes. it's a system we've grown in yes. so it's a, I mean have you seen those situations maybe where somebody has a child and people first check their ears immediately oh you're going to have a black baby yes, like yes, you know yes, that kind yes, of thing yeah. or how people have or how sometimes it's even the mother themselves who yes. just who's like, like I hope that you know that ears don't get so dark yeah. I know a person who they told oh your child is going to actually be dark and I remember one time I was like can you imagine someone said to me my baby is going to be dark yeah. And so I asked her, what's the problem with that? Yeah. You know, because she said it in a very, she was not a mission. Like, and I asked yeah. her, why would you say that about my child? So I told her, and what's the problem mm-hmm. with your child being dark? Mm-hmm. And she was like, 
no. So now she took back the statement because yes. I guess that, you know. So like, no, I'm not saying it's a problem. I was like, the fact that they told you, if she told you your baby is going to be brown, well, do you have reacted like this? Yeah. And that is where I find the challenge in saying it's a preference. Yes. In, because now already, like, it brings out some form of agitation in you that your child yeah. might be a dark-skinned yeah. child. Yeah. You already feel a sense of shame or not wanting or I wish she was not regret in the color your child might take up. Yeah. And I think also why I would lean more towards the school of thought because there are two schools of thoughts. There, yeah. there are people who think that, well, colorism and preference are, con- are completely two different concepts. And there are, there are others that think, no, you know what, colorism and preference is one concept. It's just that we are trying to hide behind this curtain to accommodate for our colorist behavior and we just want to call it preference. So I feel like Ivy has dealt more on that side. So maybe I should try and bring in personally why. One, I would want to lean more on your side. It's because you see, when we have preferences that are not just like, oh, well, I prefer a white cap to... Directly affect. When you have a preference and your preference is directly affecting the way of life and the opportunities that are offered to people and the advancement of their betterment in life. I feel like that one is a more deeply rooted issue. And that's why I feel like people who say that color may not necessarily be a preference are right. It's because this color is not just because, oh, well, I'm just preferring it for no... It's because your preference is going to have a direct impact Impact, on things like the employment rates of lighter people versus darker people. Marriage opportunity. Love opportunity, generally. Maybe not just marriage, but, you know, finding a person. Yes, but also the school systems they may be um, going to, but maybe the type of schools they even go to. If you realize, and I don't know if you realize it, people that go to international schools are usually of particular should i say make Mm -hmm. or kind Mm -hmm. so i feel like already that shows you the opportunities and the type of like modeling uh when back then anyway nowadays people are more in the beauty industry people are now more diverse diverse and i don't think even that the diversity has reached that far yeah uh you already see that if we still treat color just as a form of preference there is a greater effect to that and anyway maybe if i'm speaking in terms of color being uh, preference. I feel like most people don't realize that they're colorist because they're always like, but well, I'm not colorist. I'm not colorist because they want proof of like their colorism. So what I'm saying is you don't have to prove that you're colorist for you to be colorist. The same way people feel like, well, simply because I have not, like I'm not slapped uh, a, 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 a white person. But you cannot live with a white person in the same room or in the same community. Doesn't mean that you're not racist. You mm. are racist. It's just that simply because you've not practiced or yeah. showed your racist ways doesn't mean that you're racist. And um, I realize that when people are saying that, let's say how it comes out and how you get to realize, oh, maybe mm. I'm colorist, mm. is the fact that let's say, for instance, you say, okay, fine, I prefer light-skinned people. Mm. Okay, I prefer dating light-skinned men, right? Mm. Yes. So you are going to, it's not like you are going to give a black man an opportunity. And that's the difference. With a colorist person, it's if a light, a dark-skinned man came to you, you who prefers a light-skinned man, who okay claims that you prefer a light-skinned man, you're not going to give that light-skinned man an opportunity 
any hearing, nothing. You're not even going to consider. No, I mean the dark skin man. You're not going to give them an opportunity. You're not going to hear them out. You're not literally. You're, you're going to dismiss. Yes, you're closed off to them, and you're going to dismiss them. Yeah, and that is how you get to know that you're actually colorist. colorist. You are not having preferences. When it's a preference, you're open to the field. When a dark skin man approaches you and he fits your yes, character, and you, you'll be okay with perfect. it. Perfect. Yes. You're going to be okay with it. And yet, what most time what happens is that we are closed off. I that's agree. the truth. And most people, that's how you like, that's how I think you have to get to know that, all right, you know, this is not just a preference thing. This it's is more than, this is actually yes, colorist. This is me being colorist. And I yeah. think also sometimes anyway, the kind of system of groaning already puts that kind of thing into people, like mm-hmm. that whole theory into people. You find that growing up, people will always make fun of Sudanese. Yes. You know? Yes. And particularly, I'll say, say Dinka people. Not everybody, but there are communities where people make fun. I think that's or why people like, are like, oh, I wouldn't want to date one. Yes. But I think that's why people for coined sayings and like, or exactly. you get what I mean. Eh? Exactly. Like there are those, You're trying yes. to quantify the black in it. In it. Yes. Point it in a negative direction. Yes. And when you're younger, these things are funny. But I think while while you educate yourself and get to read about these things, you get to realize how such statements or in kadugala, you know, yes. somebody uses a term kadugala yes. and it's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. But what is funny there is the fact that somebody is dark. That is where the joke is. <laughs> You've never seen somebody make mm. a joke about somebody like Muzungu has never been funny. Mm? It has never. You get it? Yes. But kadugala is funny. Yes. Or they'll be there and be like, oh, I don't want to be there. I come in. They are so black. They are so white. And are you seeing the light in which you're bringing dark skin in? You know, it's not because he's not handsome. It's not because he's horrible. It's, it's simply because, because he's, he's black. black. Yes. And even when we're talking about like light skinned people, there are also shades of like, within <laughs> the light skin, there's also like colorism. Like there are those shades where it's just like, um, what's the thing? Those people who are extremely light that were from, what do they usually biracial. call them? Yeah. Biracial people. The, you know, they have a tone of lightness that's kind uh-huh. of different. They also experience, I feel like, a uh, colorist thing within their own you know, community. Yes, within yeah. their own. And people are just like, eh, or oh, you're huh? Like, you get what mm, I mean. Mm. Eh? And I feel like already that like has an impact on people who are from that area and people who look like that. So I think even as we live and that as we live in communities, we need to watch that. The language, yes, the, the language, language you really the use, it matters yes. and it, it plays a role in feeding into this kind of systems. I don't want to walk in the sun, I'll become black. And <laughs> these are things we grow up saying and people are so used to that yes. now you find that, in fact, because you fed into them, fed into you this whole thing that dark is not good, yes. you find that people are very okay using bleaching cream yes. or, okay, maybe it's, you don't want to use bleaching cream because maybe yes. people will look at you a certain type of way. So you resort to wearing foundation four times your shade. Yeah. It's still the same thing. What you're chasing is a lighter skin tone. And and I know people have had arguments on the fact that, oh, you know, I'm just bleaching because, you know, it's my choice. But is it really your choice? Isn't it a desire to achieve what in your eyes is more beautiful? And I say that all the time. I have a friend I have an argument with each time. She's always like, no, I just bleach because I want. I was like, what do you want? Because yes. I feel then just be honest about it. There are people who will do something like, I bleach because I want to look lighter. Yes. But I bleach because I want. It doesn't mean that I think I look bad in my color. I was like, the mere fact that you are chasing a lighter tone means you do not like the color you have. And that is 
it's okay. Accept it because we've grown up in a system that makes people feel like the darker the mm-mm. Mm-hmm. like you know you need to look lighter to be more appreciated, to be more beautiful, to stand out more, to receive more opportunity, and so we feed into the system. Somebody will go and buy something knowing damn well bleaching will cause this, will cause that, skin cancer, you know, all the disadvantages, but you're willing to risk it for a certain aesthetic. That yeah. says just how deeply ingrained some of these things are in us. Yes, in and us. If not checked, if we don't watch for the language, that yes. the way we react to certain things I agree. continues to feed into the system. Yes. But you see, because you said, you know, and that's okay, you should own it. I want to actually, me, and this is anyway my personal opinion, yeah. I think it's not okay. I don't think it's okay for you to be proud of the fact that you're bleaching. You see, I think if your bleaching had an effect of just like, ah, you can just be happy on your own and what, because of the far reach, me, I just think simply because that action would have continuous effect on other people if everyone decided to say bleach and eight people in the community refused to bleach wow. the the impact of our bleaching on those eight people in the community is very adverse mm. it, you make it Them hard feel. for people who are darker or for people who are not considered beautiful because of their skin to be embraced into society mm-hmm. and to be embraced into community. And I think it would just be, I would rather say it's okay for you in whatever skin tone you appear, in whatever color, in whatever shade, to simply just embrace that color, that Now, tone. me, the reason I'm saying yes. people need to, if you're going to, because you see, yeah. if someone Mabel really believes they look better, lighter, yeah. nothing you're going to do is going to make them, if for them they've made up their mind, yeah. I want to bleach, okay. I will. But the thing is, accept yeah. that what you're doing stems from a certain problem. Because yeah. then, yeah. if we can hide, if the problem is highlighted, that, you know, it's not just because, of, it's because you don't like your color. Yeah. Then people are able to know where the problem is. Yeah. So that people start to address the problem. But if it's going to be hidden in simply choice, what is the choice here you're making? <laughs> like, which choice are you making? Exactly. Sure. But then somebody would say mm-hmm. that, um, so if me preferring somebody who is lighter is... Not a not preference. It's not a thing. preference. Yeah. It's kind of a bias mm-hmm. and shouldn't be a good thing or we shouldn't promote this. Yes. Then what about girls who say, hey, I prefer tall guys to short guys. You know, is that now also not a bias of form? Is that yes. not, is that preference? How come girls will make it sound like that is preference? Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to guys, I guess, saying, I prefer a lighter girl to a darker girl, mm-hmm. suddenly it's not preference. It's now not that preference. is colorism. So here's what I think. I think that is also still a bias. And I think that's Mm. something we should work on. And I will not come here and say, oh, my God, oh, the bias will disappear or forever. It will never be there. Mm. I think naturally there is going to be an advantage and a disadvantage to everything. Yeah. So I think if we are the kind to promote people having a bias like, oh, well, only light-skinned people, only dark-skinned people, only Mm. people from this tribe only people from this culture, only this gender, I feel like that has its effects. And its effects are going to be things like, for if it's romantically involved, you're going to have told people who may not necessarily be amazing partners. That's true. So you're going to, like, in the, to name, your, of in the name of chasing height. simply tall people or simply dark people or simply light-skinned people, you are going to kind of lose value for what truly matters. And I think that is something that as you chase, like you should have at the back of your mind that 
for every bias that you have, there is this other thing that is being promoted and there is also this other result that you're inviting into your life. And it's far-reaching. And it's Mm. far-reaching. So you do not then get to say 10 years down the road, five years down the road, how, oh, well... Well, I'm unhappy. I you invited those choices into mm. your life. You allowed yourself to be so rigid as to fail to educate yourself and to embrace all these differences in people. I think it is okay for you to have a preference, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Um, if I were to go with the school of thought where they're saying that it's a preference, do not be closed off. I think to other yes to other that things might not look like what you yes because a preference comes with. You have favor for one thing. Doesn't mean that you do not consider. Yes, consider another thing. I think it's very important that if you say colorist or if you are those people who are very closed off to a particular thing that is not like a character thing or a quality thing, it's not something people can control in themselves. Mm. I think that is something we must work on because yeah. that one affects systems, it affects opportunities are provided to people, it affects choices, it affects Even values welfare. and welfare. Yeah. Yes. The livelihood affect- of a lighter skinned person and a darker skinned person are very in subtle ways and sometimes in not so subtle ways. Yes. They're different. They're different. I agree. And I think that that's not something I can sit here and be like, well, if that's your preference, I continue that. I mean, if that's what you consider your preference, in quotes, which I think it's not, I'll continue that way. I wouldn't be on that side. I think, though, if it's a preference of you're not closed off, if a, a, an amazing person came here or a great workman came and she was dark, and maybe for you preferred, okay, I wish I could get a girl who was lighter, but there's a dark-skinned girl here who has all the good qualities. Yes. She can do her work. She She's able to she's deliver. Just as, yes, she's just as good, and you're not close of, to that. I think then that's something that you may not necessarily have to work on. It's just a preference. Yeah, I just yeah. remembered an example um, of how, in truth, some of these things affect the livelihood. Yeah. I remember two examples. One, growing yeah. up, yeah. so my sister is lighter than me. Yes, yeah? yes, Pretty yes, lighter yes. than me. Really, Much really lighter light. than <laughs> me. So when we would get in the wrong... Ideally, we should have the same punishment. Yes. And they would start off wanting to give the same punishment. punishment. But on one, there might be a reflection of that punishment. Mm. And on the other, mm-hmm. there will not be a reflection of the punishment. Yes. So in the long run, one person always got more punished. Yes. Than, yes. The, other. than the other. And guess who always took the greater punishment? Yes. The, dark, the, the dark one whose girl. skin won't reflect that. Because for, I was slapped. That's the one true. whose skin. But it does not mean because it does not show that I did not feel I did the not same pain. You see, yes, I didn't feel the same pain or it did not, the experience was not the same. The experience yes. is very much the same. One is just going to show you the results of what you did and the other one. But the other day as well, I was um, speaking to a friend of mine. She posted on a status and she was talking about, I think it's black baby syndrome. Black baby syndrome? Forgotten the disease. But basically with this disease, she does, she studies in Canada. She's mm. studying medicine. medicine. So in this disease, one of the symptoms is that your baby, your brown, well, white, brown white, baby, light baby, yeah, white like, baby, yeah. starts to turn darker. Darker. Yes. Like you start to see signs of them being darker yes. in their skin. And so that is actually the most common sign for people yes. to go and get this checked out. And if it's not checked out early, yes. it's very, you know, the it consequences. Has it's great. Yeah, yeah. Adverse effects. And now she asked in class, what about if my baby is black? And there was no very evident, like, Research has not even gone so deep as to see how this this black baby, how would we notice that they have this, this disease. syndrome, yes. So you see how 
the black baby will go undiagnosed, but the white baby or the brown child will not. Yes. And that already, you know, says something because we're so used to doing things simply looking at one way, narrow it, that not enough research has been done in seeing. So what about yes. the black baby? Yeah. Because for them, they won't show that they're turning darker. Yeah. They were born dark. So it's the same thing as well with, I won't hit this one, but I'll hit this one. Because this one, she'll turn pink. This one, she will not. I won't turn pink, but the pain is the same. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So the livelihood of people really does get affected by these tiny, tiny things we think. It's just it doesn't, a doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. Or when you make a comment like, oh my God, I really want my friends who have biracial kids. Those are the ones I'm going to be the godmother to. You have already limited your the guidance you offer children to simply Those the brown ones. ones. Yeah. And you have cut off. So what about my black baby? Mm-hmm. They do not deserve your guidance. Yes. And when you talked about the punishment according to your sister and yourself, it reminds me of how usually dark skin eh, associated with strong. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you can bear, bear it all. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go through the suffering, and then and the softer the, life is for the, the lighter. Softer, you, you know, the lighter skin people. Yes. it's fair. They yes. really need to be pampered. There's not so Thank much you. here that should be. And yet, uh, like I think to myself, like you see how already thinking of color, like people as just color, has I've already even told like, you how much effect. you can tolerate. Like you can, for you, exactly. you can tolerate more pain, and even in a yeah. Even in the movies, mm. there's too many examples for colorism. So many. So I know the Hollywood and everything want to say there's a lot of integration that's going on. Yes, yes, we have, you know, this whole thing. But you will find that you have more people that look like Megan Good, Beyonce, Rihanna, than look like Viola Davis. That's true. And when Viola Davis is acting, she's going to be given roles of struggling black woman, angry black woman. She's the maiden of what movie? I don't know. She's yeah. The ones where you tolerate pain. Uh-huh. And then... The ones where the girl gets to live a soft life, a lot of the time are given to the lighter version of black. Or black, yes. You know, the ones who look more like they des- I don't know, deserve the soft life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And I wonder what kind of message are you passing? Yes. The angry black woman is rarely light-skinned. She's rather light-skinned. I wonder. Like, you know, so yeah. when... This is all just to show you that actually colorism and saying you have this preference which actually is not, not a, preference, a preference but simply a bias a complete bias to one end actually has so many effects like, and we might look at them as very tiny because for you you're just saying it here in passing but you're feeding into the culture that yes. already exists yes. and already oppresses actually yes. and i think also when you're talking about it it when, it when we're growing up and people were in schools whether it's boarding schools or day schools if it came to acting roles Mm-hmm. People who had to be Mary, Joseph, you get what Prefects. I mean. Perfect. So you have to be maybe the, lighter, yes. prettier, mm. and you know, light, light skin. Is automatically people pretty. assume. Yes, you're pretty. So you have to be lighter. Oh, Mary can't, Mary can't be black. Mary? You're putting a black Mary. Let them be the sheep. Yeah, let them play the, the shepherds. Let them be the ones who are... What do you mean you what what do you mean you're gonna put mm, a duck mm-hmm. a duck lead like that? So I feel like already it plays on the esteem of children. And I remember a statement that um a friend of mine said, but they were like reflecting back on their yeah. primary. And I feel like if you can still say that when you are like grown, mm. that means that place and that position that they put you in Hot in you. your primary kind of like yeah, because she was just now not looking back and she was like, hey, Kale, I remember in primary, my teacher used to refuse me to play the lead, refuse me to dance at the front simply because I was black. Like, simply See because, that? anyway, I'm, I was black and, 
you know, black and ugly, you get. Mm. And that's like already something that a kid is referring to just because you're dark. That traumatized them in a way. That means in a way it had an impact. And I don't think, of course, this person is going to, you know, maybe allow their child to go through that same thing. So that's maybe the beauty of it. But I think even as teachers... for others, it will make them not also want their kid in short... I'll make sure by hook or crook my kid is a brown child. That's true. You know? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, so I feel like when you see that, when we're talking about colorism or we're talking about things like racism, not that it's in this discussion, it won't be very, like, it won't be pretty obvious that, oh, I'm colorist. Yeah. Or, oh, I'm racist. Because the system already has these things that normalize. That is so normal. Like, you literally will not even realize I'm being colorist. That's or. True oh, this is not just a preference that I'm hiding, I'm pretending, I'm hiding behind this whole thing I'm calling a preference, but it's a, it's an actual colorist thing that I have. So I feel like, like look really deep into yourself or read, read, expose yourself so and much to these to things. Unlearn. Yes, and unlearn that you are now not a person that is perpetrating all this, um, you know, negative yes. things that we have been learning since childhood. You're educating your parents, you're educating people in your community, but such you're also able to embrace, yeah. I don't know, your children, your future children, your nieces, kids in society. Yeah. Such your mind is not so small, just like such you're not so narrow-minded as to only associate, associate intellect with this color of people, mm. pretty, with this color of people. People are able to deliver with this color of people. Like, don't you want to be a person that just, I don't know, views the world in like a wider scope so you're able to embrace opportunities, I think. So um, last thing, Mabel, yeah. um, there's the, I wanted to have a conversation on the phrase, black is beauty. Mm-hmm. There are people who will say, mm-hmm. well, you're saying people have a bias towards, you know, lighter skin, blah, blah, blah. But there's no one saying brown is beauty, white is beauty. But you have people saying black is beauty. There are also people who simply prefer the dark-skinned people who will be like, you know, me, I like black men. So are, you also, are those also not actually colorist people? Mm-hmm. So I think the term... Uh, so I... I don't know. I'm going to talk for the one side, then you can address the other okay. side. So when people say black is beauty, I understand why they're trying to emphasize that black is beautiful. It's because for a very, very long time, black has not been associated with, with beauty. Mm. Black has been associated with evil. Yes. Black has been associated with just Dirty. darkness. They are, black has been associated primitive. with primitive, you know, for Africa, <laughs> savage. Yes? yes, that is what black has been associated with. Even unclean. There are people who have associated black with generally unclean. Yes, or poor, mm-hmm. you get. So I feel like now when people are saying black is beautiful, black is beautiful, it's a kind of empowering thing that they are just trying to get into our minds now, like actively. If we can actively keep referring to black as beautiful, black as beautiful, black we are now going to actively try and also embrace black more and make sure that now black is not only evil or darkness, but now it's beautiful. Hmm. It's something we can accept. Black is something that is now normal. So I feel like when people argue like that, they do make sense and it holds a little bit of water. When people argue like that to me, I simply think, Mm -hmm. do you lie on the side of black lives matter or all lives matter? Because that is where I'll place it, you know? In truth, when you say black lives matter, you're trying to say all lives matter. Mm -hmm. Because it's the black lives that are being oppressed, marginalized, and most affected by a lot of the 
the, the, by the racism and all and the that effects on yeah. the system. Mm. So when you say black is beauty, in truth, you're saying everyone is beautiful. When you choose to highlight the oppressed or the marginalized and try to uplift them, I never understand why then people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Because for a very long time, that was not the case you yeah. have said. Yeah. So if somebody wakes up and says, you know, I'm not going to fit into that Kadugala syndrome, syndrome yeah. I will say, being black is beautiful. It does not mean that you being brown, you're not. Yeah. But just in the system we have, we are conditioned to already know that for you, by virtue of being brown, it's like unwritten, you know? Yes. It's like already an unwritten rule. So in short, by me saying black is beautiful, I'm mm-hmm. saying we are all beautiful because yeah. we are the ones, the black people are the ones who have not been acknowledged as beautiful. They are not the standards of beauty that you see on TV, on the top of a magazine. When they say brown skin girl, it's not the black people that come to mind. Yes. It's yes. the brown. brown. And that yeah. already tells you why we people we are having this keep, conversation. Yeah. And so every time when people start to have conversations about marginalized parties, be it a black person or women or um, LGBTQI or any of that, and people will be like, what about the rest of us when you've already enjoyed a lot of privilege? privilege. I yes. find it so... You're so unfair yeah. and you're being very narrow and very selfish and mm-hmm. trying to center the story on yourself again. Mm. Like it's not been centered on you the entire time. Yes. So that's always been my thought when people have been like, well, if someone says they prefer a black man, uh-huh. like no one has ever said when someone, like preferring a black man has never stopped somebody from finding a partner, has never so like it, it's in very rare occasions. It's actually usually the preference of the other end mm. that has affected this with our Lord. There are few, how many, how often do you hear a joke on a, brown person like actually i was going to say for men i hear a lot of jokes about light-skinned men funny enough i was going to say for men i feel like people well, the jokes people make these men. days yes is it because people are just them but how people are not like just cracking those jokes now but that's not been the case because people have i always bring, men. I'll always bring the story of how maybe dark even dark men get affected by virtue of being very dark mm. there are people who do not want them i know you've had the stories where people make fun of sudanese and it's never on basis of any other thing. It's but always color. on the basis of just how dark they are. Or Karim Mojong, just mm-hmm. how dark they mm-hmm. are. Anyway, so, you're right. Because when, when people are actually making jokes about like light-skinned men, it's not like they're saying, oh, their color is ugly. It's more like... It's never, well, yeah. They're like associated with, oh, the cool color. They're saying, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, but it's never been in yeah, like... Kabi. <laughs> exactly. Get, yeah, that makes And just sense. for the black ones, that, like, is the that is the case. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So I guess this is the conversation for today and we hope in having this conversation you can check yourself as often as possible. Mm-hmm. The point in these conversations is to learn, unlearn, relearn, find us, you know, a place where yes. you pick a thing or two and mm-hmm. try to, we all try to make the world a better place by noticing where it is We fall short. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yes, and maybe I was going to say, maybe we could just have like, like, at 10 minutes okay 10 minutes is quite long but like five second recap so i hope you know that colorism is a word that was coined it yep. doesn't exist and it means preference for color we did necessarily we in the talking we did point out the disadvantages of colorism but we didn't necessarily list them out but we talked about it affects job opportunities it affects school for for children and how much they are treated yes you mentioned it it affects people romantically. Yes. What other thing did we talk about? Um, generally, livelihood. Yes. It affects, you know, how well you ease into a community. And how well-placed you would be. Yes. Maybe your housing condition and the 
type of community you'll be even just what people associate with you by virtue of your color. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the representation we have, we need more representation of black people, dark skinned people. Like, and we should be free to include them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Catch you all next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Catch us across all listening platforms. Find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Please share with us your thoughts. We'd love to chat with you guys. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Getting Candid with Mabel and Ivy. Tap a friend to listen in. Bye-bye. Bye.